You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. And we are off and running on this uh, Saturday, November 16th. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. To be completely honest with you, just almost too much stuff to squeeze in in a single hour. But we'll give it a go anyway. You can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter. Also on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. So where to begin? Well, we could always talk about the Knicks, right? Knicks got a win against the Mavericks back on Thursday. If only the Knicks could play against former teammates uh, every single night, they would be uh, unbel- they'd be unstoppable. The difference between how they play on a random night against the Kings or the Bulls or the Cavaliers and how they play against Christos Porzingis, two wins against KP, one win against everybody else. Can we schedule seven more games? David Fisdale is working with the league office as we speak to schedule some more games against uh, Christos Porzingis tonight. Knicks are back in action. They face off against the Hornets. Can they back up their effort like they uh, had uh, the other night? Well, probably not. No, uh, I don't think that the Hornets really have any. Uh, do they have any former Knicks that are like hated by the fan base? I don't think so. Um, and hopefully that takes the uh, focus off uh, David Fisdale. For a little while, for a little while. So we'll get into the Knicks as we uh, move along here today, because uh, that is uh, an issue that we do have to touch on and uh, everything that's going on with them. We have another big football weekend. We have, well, it is for some people, not necessarily for us. We have Jets and Redskins on Sunday. It's almost like when you see like a movie that's coming out that looks like it's not very good. And they'll say, from the makers of Dude, Where's My Car? From the makers of Jets and Giants, this week we get uh, Jets and Skins. So uh, maybe we'll touch on that. And, of course, Christopher Johnston's uh, comments about uh, head coach Adam Gase from uh, earlier in the week. But I did kind of want to start. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But, you know, with Thursday being the night that Porzingis was back at the Garden against the Knicks, most of everyone's focus here in New York was on that, right? It was an electric crowd. The crowd was super into it. And look, there is many things that you can question about Nick fans, right? I would say starting with their sanity, but their devotion, their, their diehard, hardcore nature. Just another example on Thursday night, how into their team they are and the idea that was floated at any point within our lifetime that there's the possibility of the Nets Winning over those people, right? Because that's what you'd have to do to to take over the town. You'd have to swing the diehard basketball fan, which is almost exclusively Knicks, was insane, even when it was thought, never mind that it was actually uttered out loud. But with all the focus on the Knicks game on Thursday night, you know, not a lot of attention was focused on the Thursday night football game. Now, in case you didn't notice, the Steelers and Browns are facing off, uh, and uh, the Browns got a win, much-needed win for them. But I noticed something that nobody else has really brought up, and maybe it's it's coming out of left field. But at the end of the game, I'd say there was about like eight seconds to go. Miles Garrett, who's on the Browns, former first-round pick, right, defensive end, the play kind of ends. Nobody else has seen this, but he's on the ground and he's kind of scuffling around with Mason Rudolph, the Steelers quarterback. See, this is the kind of attention to detail that I bring to you. 
And if you watch closely, nobody else has, has brought this up. But if you watch closely, you can see as that scuffle continues, if you get the video somehow, somewhere, if you can track it down, maybe if you have Game Pass, you can kind of go back and watch all the games. If you can find this video clip, you'll see something that nobody else has really uh, paid attention to. As they're scuffling, Garrett rips off Rudolph's helmet and appears, it's kind of grainy, it's tough to see, but I've noticed appears to club him in the head with it. Again, it's tough to make out, and I get nobody else has been talking about it but me. But it happens. Oh, wait. Other people have brought it up? Other people have seen it? Basically, nobody will stop talking about it. Nobody has shut up about it over the last 24 hours? Oh, that's true. I guess guess that is probably right. Everybody's seen it. Everybody's talked about it. And everybody won't shut up about it. Look, I get that the video is incredible. You watch it one time. You watch it ten times. You watch it a hundred times. You really don't even – you can't even keep track of how many times you've seen it because of how often it's being replayed. I think they should offer it on Disney Plus and get a couple more subscriptions out of it. It it would certainly uh, swing some people, I'm telling you. There was a time. That I remember, if you're, you know, of a certain age, that that play would not have seemed so out of place. It would have seemed crazy back then, too, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have garnered the reaction, right? There was a time. That time is clearly not 2019. But if you think of your, in your mind, right, of, of players that you've seen who have done things on the field that you're like, whoa. I mean, the first, if you're old enough to remember, the first person I think for most of us that comes to mind is Jack Tatum, right? Jack Tatum had plays, maybe not like that, but certainly dirty hits, questionable plays, things that if you, if they happened in a game today, people's heads would literally blow up. Not figure, I mean, it would, boom, it would blow off their body. But he's not the old Lyle Alzado was a guy. Andre Waters was a guy. I remember Chuck Cecil. You remember Chuck Cecil, defensive back, Arizona? He would have some plays. Bill Romanowski. There was a guy in the Packers by the name of Charles Martin who actually had like a hit. I think it was Charles Martin. I might be wrong. But he had an actual hit list of players that he wanted to take out of the game. Imagine if that happened in 2019. Well, look, the amount of time spent yesterday – on shows, all the shows, talking about Miles Garrett needs to be suspended. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous how much time people were spending on it because we all pretty much agreed he deserved to be suspended. Who are we disagreeing with? Now, I get it. You're never going to get 100% of people with the poll questions that we run in the morning, Monday through Friday. We realize now, I realize now, Getting 100% of people to agree on anything is next to impossible. But if you get 90% of people to agree, there's always going to be that lunatic fringe. But if you get 90% of people to agree on something, that's pretty much everybody. That's everybody who counts. And all reasonable people knew, A, he was going to be suspended. It wasn't like the NFL was going to come out and say, ah, no harm, no foul. We all realized they were going to suspend him and that it was going to be it was going to be a significant. But everybody's reaction was taken from the point of, well, you know what? I take this seriously for this. It's not hard to take it seriously. We all take it seriously. But yet the point of view was almost like they were telling something you didn't already know. 
It's like when the uh, the flight attendant introduces you to the city that they just landed in as well. Yes, we all just arrived in Chicago, Linda. We get it. And there's this thing now, it happens, that no matter where the argument starts or where whatever the case or the, the point is, it always has to escalate. Everybody now has to one-up the other person. Maybe it's because of Twitter and social media and now that everything is kind of on the record, right? Everybody agreed Miles Garrett needed to be suspended, and he was. He's been suspended indefinitely, right? I like how they said he's been suspended for the rest of the regular season in the playoffs. Wait a second. He get traded? He's on the Browns. He's not going to the playoffs. Don't be ridiculous. All the Jets and Giants have been suspended from the playoffs as well. Oh, darn it. What he did was really bad, and that's not really saying much. I saw somebody was floating a, a, a clip of Lyle Alzado from uh, 1983 taking – I don't remember the Jets player helmet. I remembered it at a time. I don't anymore. See, it's not all that unusual. Well, A, that was 36 years ago. If you need to go to a clip from 36 years ago to make your point, perhaps your point is not as strong as you think it is. B, Lyle Alzado, I mean, you know, rest in peace at all. He was steroided up to his eyeballs – and even he didn't club the guy over the head with the helmet. So no, it was a bad play. It was, it was bad, right? But there's this thing now that happens in the media, uh, and I think with fans as well, because now everybody has an outlet, that no matter what the argument starts, it always has to escalate. Always. Miles Garrett needs to be suspended. Okay. I say he should be suspended for four games. I say it should be six. I say it should be the rest of the season. I say it should be next year, too. Make it three years. You know what? Why don't we just put him in the gas chamber right now and be done with it? I mean, it's it's crazy how everybody has to make a federal case out of everything. It was a bad play. You can say it was a bad play. He should be suspended. But we don't have to go to the – I mean, everybody has to top everybody else. Another popular take that I heard, and this comes up from time to time. You've heard it. You might have even made it. I might have even made it a time. He should be arrested. Have you heard this one? It's a popular one. He should be arrested. That's assault. Or it'll come in another form. How about this form? If I did that at my job, yeah, Larry, you're a waiter. Of course, if you did it at your job, there would be legal charges. It's kind of out of left field. Todd, I get it. As a real estate agent, you're not allowed to take someone's football helmet and start clubbing the client over the head with it. That's not its not really saying much. I know people saying this think that it makes them sound smart. It, i, I got to be honest. For me, at least, it makes me start to uh, tune out anything else you have to say after that point. Plus, if people are actually serious, this is not just something people say. Is that really the precedent you want to set, right? That players, and I get it, it's a bad play. The NFL has to take it seriously. They have taken it seriously. We can all relax now. But is that really the precedent you want to set? That players now are going to start to get arrested for things that happen on the field? Because that's what it would be. It would be a precedent that every time something even remotely similar happened, well, maybe it's time to take this to court. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to live in that world. To me, the world has gotten way too litigious to begin with. So now you want to start settling things in the court of law. I mean, that seems like a horrendous, 
horrendous idea. Now, I'm not saying that there will never be something that happens on a field that doesn't warrant it. But, I mean, come on. Does anybody really think that that should be settled in a court of law? The NFL came out. They handed down their punishment. Miles Garrett, who, let's be honest, deserved to be suspended and not just deserved to be punished, needed to have a message sent to him that his string of behavior on the field has gotten past the point of just a simple warning. He's had other plays this year, uh, so you can punish him. That's fine. If you really want to punish him, force him to watch the uh, Jets and Redskins on Sunday. But the NFL is not the only place where people have some really bad ideas that I've heard this week. The Astros cheating scandal has been front and center. And Major League Baseball needs to come up with a strong punishment like the NFL did with uh, Garrett that sends a message and all those things. But they also have to do it quickly because the amount of people's really bad ideas for what the punishment should be is getting dumber by the minute. So coming up, we'll get into that. 1-800-919-ESPN. We have Christopher Johnson's comments from all from the week. Just when you just when you had the excitement of finally getting a win for the Jets, here's Christopher Johnson to tell you, don't worry, fans, Adam Gase is coming back. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be back here next year. Get those season ticket plans in. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. So I went back and looked at uh, Jack Tatum. I I don't really remember Jack Tatum as a player because it was a little bit before my time. He stopped playing in 1980, and I was like nine years old. And it was, you know, obviously before Sunday ticket. The Raiders weren't uh, readily available to me back then, and I don't really have a recollection of it. Um, But his, his nickname, his nickname was The Assassin. Could you imagine someone having the nickname in 2019 of The Assassin? And it wasn't like just, you know, this is not like opposite nickname, like when they called Steve Balboni Bones, right? Like, cause he was a big guy. No, the, the, he was, he was, he warranted that nickname. People have gotten up in arms because uh, Daniel Jones is referred to Danny Dimes. Well, that has a uh, connotation of the mafia. I don't know if I feel comfortable with that nickname. This guy's nickname was The Assassin. He gets suspended just based on the nickname. I remember, you know what I remember uh, Jack Tatum from? Maybe nobody else had this game. Remember VCR football? The things we had to do to entertain ourselves before the uh, iPad came along. There used to be this game I had, VCR football, right? And it was a board game, but it also had a VCR videotape that had plays on it. And you would play the game, and every once in a while, you would get to go to the videotape, in the words of Warner Wolf. And, and several of the plays were of Jack Tatum. And they were, they stood out in your mind so, and we played the game so much that when you knew when that play was coming, <laughs> I mean, he had one against the Vikings. Was it Sammy White, the receiver on the Vikings, where he hit him so hard his helmet popped up in the air? So just to give you an idea of, you know, if you lived at a certain time, seeing what you saw, look, it's a bad play. He was suspended, right? All those kind of things. All right, so that's one area where I felt like people just got way carried away this week. And it, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. The other area where people got complete I mean, people are losing their ever-loving minds is with the Astros cheating scandal. Now, to preface it, that 
what looks like it's a done deal, right? Like it from just the evidence you've already seen, which has been come up with uh, largely uh, from uh, John Boy, right? The, the Yankee uh, Twitter account, John Boy. Uh, I mean, the guy's cranking out videos left and right where you see the, the guy basically, oh, there's the sound, boop, okay. Right. Clearly, they were using illegal means to know what pitch was coming. And the punishment is going to come down at some point. You would think that the investigation will show that they did it and that the punishment has to be severe because, A, it is clearly cheating, B, they were already warned about it, and C, the last time baseball had something on their hands like this with the Red Sox in 2017, they blew it. They handed out an undisclosed fine, which obviously didn't deter anybody from doing it, clearly not the Astros. And I understand that the, the punishment, what it will be, we've heard reports that it's going to be unlike anything we've seen before. It's hard to predict because there's not really a blueprint. Like usually when there's things that happen, all right, this has happened before. So this will, you know, this one is worse than that case. So maybe it'll be a little bit more of a stringent policy. All right, fine, whatever. This time it's kind of hard to know because we're in uh, a different um, We've not really had a precedent sent where, okay, and the precedent that was set the last time was uh, ridiculously lenient. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, um, prevent anybody from thinking about doing it for themselves. And I understand that people's expectations could be inflated by the reports that the punishment is going to be unlike anything we've seen. But people, you're talking crazy. I'm telling you right now, whatever the punishment will be based on what some people are saying in the media, fans, callers, all you are going, it's going to be underwhelming, mainly because the things you have suggested are insane. I have heard people, I would assume reasonable people bring up that the Astros should be banned from taking part in free agency for years. Multiple years where they're not allowed to sign any free agents. I've heard people bring up, again, what I would assume reasonable people banned from spending money on their own players. They can't bring them back. I've heard people suggest that the players involved should be suspended for 80 games, half the season. That's not... Be forced to play with your minor league team. That's not going to happen. I've heard people suggest they should be banned from the playoffs as if this is the Mountain West. <laughs> I mean, well, look, that would be great. We finally figure out a way to get Mike Trout back in the playoffs. The Astros have been banned. They've also been banned from uh, competing in the BCS. Much like uh, the Browns, uh, Miles Garrett has been banned from the playoffs. No idea has been off the table. And trust me, the table needs to be removed because some of you just cannot, ha cannot handle it. I had, I had somebody, uh, I heard the K show the other day. Somebody says that the Astros should be forced to forfeit one of out of every three games. <laughs> that next year, I'm going, since everybody has to escalate these things, I am going to suggest that next year the Astros are not allowed to use bats. No bats for the Astros next year. They must compete with their uh, shoelaces tied together. That will teach them. They will learn a lesson from that. 
all their fielders have to stand with their back to the plate. They have to stand looking at the outfield where the camera had been to remind them of the punt. I mean, can we at least can we at least keep it on planet Earth? What color is the sky where you live? None of these things are going to happen. Look, Major League Baseball has to come up with a punishment soon because the suggestions are just getting ridiculous. And it has to be – all jokes aside, it has to be a strong punishment. has to hammer them. Absolutely. Not just punishes them for what they've done but warns teams, other teams and the Astros because who knows what else they were doing, right? I mean like if they were doing this blatantly, who knows what else they were doing? There's been a reputation about the pitchers. Trevor Bauer has brought it up. Other people have suggested it. Seems like it's an open secret, kind of like this thing was an open secret. And the fact that it took an article from The Athletic to get Major League Baseball to finally act in any way is kind of alarming. I mean, people within baseball circles have been talking about this for a while. And Major League Baseball didn't do anything about it until Ken Rosenthal, you know, writes an article and gets Mike Fires to go on the record about it. But who knows what the pitchers were doing and maybe continue to do. So baseball has to come out with a strong punishment, has to hammer the Astros. Absolutely. But again, let's stay on planet Earth. And of the things that I've heard suggested on the other end of the spectrum, which don't punish the Astros at all, I don't want a fine. That doesn't punish the Astros. If I told you your team could use something that's clearly illegal, clearly but you will win a World Series, but you'll pay a $10 million fine. You're telling me you wouldn't do it? There's no fine that's – well, I, look, who knows? Considering the suggestions, somebody will come up with a billion-dollar fine. There's no fine that's going to warrant a real punishment. I don't want them vacating the title. Again, what is this, the NCAA? What does vacating the title bring up? What does that do? They won. We all saw it. What, do we get it erased from our memories? I did hear someone uh, uh, during the week uh, bring up that they should be forced. They're not allowed to sell any more merchandise from the World Are they selling a lot of 2017 World Series hats this week, you think? What, do they sell five of them? I mean, I would think that the sale, that, that window of opportunity uh, has come and gone. But you want to talk about draft picks, taking away draft picks? I think that's a great place to start for the Astros because they, you know, they love the draft picks. They love being able to find that talent they don't have to pay any money for. Major League Baseball's already hinted at that the last time when they botched the whole thing with the Red Sox. I think A.J. Hinch clearly has to be suspended. No way. There is no conceivable way that that operation could be going on without the manager's knowledge, if not involvement. Forget about the camera. Forget about the monitor in the dugout. There's a guy banging on a garbage can. You didn't notice that? Nobody in the dugout over the course of 81 games is saying, where the hell is that banging coming from? I have banging going on in my house. I'm, I'm two seconds later and I'm deaf. So there's no way that A.J. Hinch should not be suspended. You want to say for the year? All right, fine. I think that's a little over the board. But all right, well, at least that's getting a little bit more back into the uh, the window of reality. In fact, every person responsible for it probably should be punished. I'm not just talking about the players who maybe took advantage of the information. The athletic article cites that it began with a player and a coach. 
and it has not been proven who the player is or who the coach is, but I think it seems pretty reasonable to suppose that the player was Carlos Beltran and that the coach was Alex Cora. And if it does get proven that those two guys were the ringleaders in getting this thing started, well, Major League Baseball has to hammer both, even though they're not on the Astros anymore. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. It's time again for the nation's elite college basketball programs to square off under the bright lights of New York City. The games begin November 21st and 22nd at Madison Square Garden as Duke, Georgetown, Texas, and Cal tip off their seasons in the 2K Empire Classic benefiting the Wounded Warrior Project. Then head to Barclays Center on the 25th and 26th to see Wisconsin, Final Four participant Auburn, Richmond, and New Mexico as they face off in the Roman Legends Classic presented by Old Trapper. Tickets for both events can be purchased through Ticketmaster.com. And for your chance to win a pair of tickets, text the keyword HOOPS to 44202. That's H-O-O-P-S, in case you didn't know how to spell HOOPS, to 44202. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN. I don't know where the garbage can is here. I have a mess today. The theme of today's show is stupid things I've heard during the week. So uh, maybe uh, we'll continue with that in a little bit. But let's get some calls in. Because who knows? Maybe we can take it to a new level. I've already suggested the Astros must be fined a billion dollars. The team must be disbanded. And Minute Maid Park must be burned down. I hope that that's strong enough. I'm sure somebody will have a stronger punishment. Let's go out to uh, Andrews in Jersey. Andrew, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, how's it going? I know you're against, but I know you're against. Well, when I was listening, I heard what you said about the whole taking away the championship and vacating it. Yeah, that does nothing. But well, in a sense, that's their only championship. I know, but who cares? They won it. We saw. We all saw them do it, Andrew. Right, but I'm just saying, if you don't want to go down that road, I think the other harshest punishment would be they're ineligible to make the playoffs this year. I mean, that's so not, this, is not, this is not the, the Mountain West. Con- I mean, you can't do that. I mean, that's silly. Now, if you want to – I, I want to punish them, and there are ways to punish them that I think impacts them long-term rather than they don't get to make the playoffs this year. I, 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 that, to me, I don't think is a realistic explanation. I, I cannot invi- – you have to keep it – uh, within the, the the realm of possibility, Major League Baseball is not going to come out and say the Astros are banned from the postseason. I, I just I cannot envision a scenario where that would happen. So if you want to take away draft picks, take away draft picks for the next three years. You lose, you know, uh, five your first five rounds of draft picks this year, three rounds next year, and your first round of the year after that. That will that will be a, a, you know a, a real hammer or. If you want to get the people involved out, that's fine too. I have no problem with that. Jeff Lunau, out. Now, I don't know that he necessarily absolutely knew about it. I would think he probably had to. Not as much as I know. Clearly, A.J. Hinch had to know. There's no reasonable explanation for how A.J. Hinch could not know that that was going on. And, uh, you know, Brody Van Wagen, as I said, he came out a couple of days ago and said this is not a Mets issue. And he's completely right. This is not a Mets issue. This is a baseball issue. Baseball has to take care of this. And maybe Carlos Beltran was not the the ringleader. But his answer the other day about, wow, I had no idea, made zero sense. It did not pass the smell test. So Carlos Beltran, 
who has this reputation for, you know, figuring out the, the pitches or tipping or all these little inside things in baseball didn't realize there was a guy in his dugout banging on a garbage can every single at bat. Didn't just didn't notice it. Didn't Wow, really missed that. Yeah, okay, come on. So if it turns out, you know, that he did have a, a major role, if he was the ringleader in starting this this program with the Astros, and that's the only thing you can call it is a program, um, yeah, I, I think that he has to be facing some sort of punishment as well. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to, was it, uh, Alfie is in uh, the Bronx. Alfie. Hey, how's it going? Big fan. Okay. Thanks, man. You're the one. All okay. Right. Cool. I wanted to talk about the Garrett situation. All right. I know, you know, everybody's given uh, all these uh, obscene punishments, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. let's say it was a little different. Okay. Let's say he happened to catch him with the crown of the helmet. Right. And he happened to split his head open. Okay. Would you feel differently about legal procedures? Uh, you know, is he is he severely injured? Is he is he is he you know taken to the hospital and uh, has a hospital stay? Yeah, I probably would feel in that scenario, but that's not what happened. Okay, but then you have to put a deterrent to stop that from leading up to something like right. That. And I think suspending him for the entire season is a deterrent. The fact that he has to apply for reinstatement, I think that that is a deterrent. I don't think that this play was so outrageous and so beyond the scope. That he has to be, you know, banned from the league or suspended for a full year. I think that this clearly has now put him in a position where he is now going. I mean, that play is going to stay with him for his entire career. And if he has anything like that again, he will be banned for longer than that. But I think that the, to uh, to suspend him for this year is warranted. Uh, anything beyond that, I think, is a bit excessive. And I think certainly the idea of bringing it to court where nobody actually was injured on the play, I think, is silly. Okay. All right. There All we right. go. We'll bring it. Look, I mean, that's what I'm about. I'm about bringing people together. Two sides. We talk through it. We talk through it, people. That's what we do. Let's go out to uh, Earl is in Jersey. Earl, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, man. Listen, uh... Just want to touch on that play with Garrett. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, suspension. There's no need for that kind of play in our league. Absolutely. Everybody reasonable can agree on that. Also, with that, with the Astros, everyone in that dugout knew what was going on. Absolutely. So you go down. You, you go down the line and you suspend them a, a sufficient amount of time where you know you you always got to have ball players eligible for the next game. So right. everyone should get a suspension. I see. I just don't think that that's conceivable. I, I can't imagine that they're going to suspend uh, players. and Maybe they will. Uh, I don't even think that that's really all that punishing, like suspending guys for 20 games. I don't really know that that's all that punishing. Well, you can't tell me that no one knows. Everyone in that no, I, no, I, absolutely. It, it, also, it defies reason that people we, didn't know. Also, we had those guys like Conrad Dobler. Biting people, oh, him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's really back in the day. That's a, that's a little bit yeah. before my time. But yeah, no, I mean, you, know, you don't even need to go time. far that that far back. <laughs> also, I wanted to touch on Michael Kainum had a good uh, thing yesterday with the Twitter the Twitter thing going on between uh, Fournette and and Jamal Adams. Can you get touch on that? Uh, you know, I saw them going back and forth. You know, I, it's so hard in in, in uh, on Twitter. Like, I don't know what the context is. I don't know if they were just like. You know, like sometimes when you're with your your guys, they're kind of like you're kind of joking around. But I had somebody tell me, actually, I think it was Artie Lang 
Artie Lang, we once did a thing with him way back in the day where we, we screened his movie or something here. And he his point was, if they ever want to really get you into trouble for something you said, you know what they do? They write it down. They put it on a piece of paper because it always looks worse written down, where if you hear the context and audio, it doesn't seem nearly as bad. So I saw that they were kind of going back and forth. I don't know if it was just – that was a legit beef. I don't, I don't know what it was. And, and you know what? It, it wasn't really all that interesting to me, so I'm sorry I don't have a better take on it. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. All right. Night train at 745 in the morning. Sometimes night comes early, right? It gets late early, right? Uh, it is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. What you've missed so far, we've talked about the Astros and the cheating scandal, the Miles Garrett uh, suspension and the reaction, I would say overreaction to uh, the play and uh, the idea that uh, he needed to be suspended, which we all agreed on. <laughs> we were all, every show yesterday spent arguing about the suspension when everybody was in agreement. Pretty much that, uh, yes, he had to be suspended. So he has been. So our, our long national nightmare about Miles Garrett has been um, has been relieved. And uh, we brought up the name Jack Tatum today, which is always fun. VCR football, if anybody had that back in the day. Lots of walks down memory lane. But let's focus on the Knicks for a second. Just a second. 1-800-919-ESPN. Um, Knicks got a win against the uh, Mavericks the other night. Thank God for that. And hopefully, hopefully... This will now take the focus off of David Fisdale for just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because if you watch the Knicks regularly, and you don't even have to watch them like every single play like diehard fans do, you should know that head coach on the list of issues, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be on the list, but it ain't in the top three. It's not in the top three. And I always say that patience in sports is sometimes overrated. Everybody always preaches patience and they always couch it in. Well, you know, you can't change coaches every couple of years and expect success. Yeah, but if you're not already having success, maybe the person in charge is a part of that. And if you know that the guy in charge is not the guy to get it turned around, well, then you're just wasting time if you're preaching patience. Now, I've heard a lot of people it's, – it's weird because I've heard a lot more people bring up patience and having to be patient with the Jets than I have with the Knicks. And I think the coach there, just based on the sport and just based on the situation, has had a lot – deserves a lot more blame than uh, with uh, with David Fisdale. The idea – that David Fisdale's job should be in jeopardy, essentially 12 games, and it was even before 12 games, I think it was 10 games, into a season where he has 10 new players, some of them have been missing, key people who they hope are going to be foundational pieces. Their best player, his best player, is a 19-year-old rookie, and oh yeah, by the way, the roster stinks you hope that there are some pieces on the roster that eventually develop into something, but they aren't there right now. The over-under for the season was like 26 games. What were you expecting? Now, I don't know that David Fisdale's a good coach. Maybe he's not. There's things that, that alarm me, and I think that he got the job based on his ability to woo players, and the woo 
was a boo. I mean, they didn't woo anybody. <laughs> I mean, that was terrible. But the real issue is, and if you want to list up the issues of problems, is if you do get rid of David Fisdale, which Adrian Wojnarowski during the week said was inevitable, which doesn't, I don't think means, hey, all coaches get fired at some point. I think he means that it's coming sooner rather than later this year. The problem is, is that as things are right now, Steve Mills is going to have a vote in who comes next. And if there's one thing that's crystal clear, maybe even more so than Nick fan devotion to their team, is that Steve Mills is not good at building a basketball team. He's like the Forrest Gump of basketball. He's always there. He's always doing things, but he's never the focus. And he should be the focus. 13 years with the organization, they never made the playoffs. When he was gone, they made the playoffs in three or four years. He was here for Isaiah. He was here for Phil. He was here for Hornacek. He's been here for Phil, uh, for Fizz. At this point, he should not be picking what's next for lunch, never mind another head coach. So if you want to list up people that you want to, you know, vote off the island, well, all right, fine. You want to do that 12 games in? I'm not really in favor of that. But the problem for Steve Mills is it's not 12 games in. It's 13 years in. And you have more than enough examples that he should not, I mean, have any hand in things. Never mind having hands in things moving forward. All right, let's get some calls. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. It's all on the table for you. Uh, Knicks, the, the football stuff with Miles Garrett, the Astros. All right, let's go to our buddy Spike. He is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, my man? I'm laughing. First of all, good morning. I take exception with something you said in your opening monologue. My, cousin, my cousin Larry's in jail. He was a waiter, and he beat a guy with the man. Right, yeah. Well, if you did that at your job, you would get a Yes, obviously you would get arrested. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's, let's, or maybe we should make every member of the Houston Astros listen to this delusional Nick fans, of which you know I'm not. Right. But here's, here's the deal for tonight. Charlotte won at the buzzer last night at Charlotte. Malik Monk hit a three. They beat the Detroit. You couldn't name two players on Charlotte, even you, besides Marvin Williams and Malik Monk. You probably couldn't. Uh, I probably, I don't know. Right. I might be able to. All right, well, maybe. That's a stretch. Right. right. And you know the NBA. So here's the deal. NBA law says they have to be in the town, barring weather, the night of the, before the game. So that'll fly into New York tonight. So they're coming off a hump. Rozier's on there, there right? Yeah, well, on there? yeah, I got him. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got one, right? Well, uh, you win. Give him some right. pots and pants. Okay. So you win. So, so the bottom line is the Knicks tonight have been rested. They stayed at home. Charlotte comes off a high win. Michael Jordan's team, they come into the garden. The Knicks are supposed to beat them tonight. They're just supposed to beat them. Now, that's the typical NBA fan. If the Knicks don't win tonight, to me, it's on the coach. I'm not a fan of the coach or... The coach is going to call a play to give Julius Randle the ball at the top of the key every play. That will make me turn off the TV because that guy may be a nice young kid, but I can't stand when Julius Randle gets – they keep running that same stupid play. What's your thoughts? Yeah, look, anytime I see Julius Randle uh, start to dribble, I think to myself, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, look, it's a not, I get it. I'm not telling you – I don't want to absolve David Fisdale from all blame, but come on. Who's winning with this roster? I'm not saying that. What, what are they now? Three and nine. All right, maybe they should be four and eight. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe they should be five and seven. That's not. That's. I mean, talk about rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. 
making the beds as the house burns down. I mean, come on. It's a bad roster. And the person who put the roster together has a severe track record of being terrible. And yet somehow he's good. I mean, you want that guy picking the next coach? Come on. Please. Let's go to John in Bloomingdale. John, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, good morning, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, man. What's up? Uh, I was just thinking, I've been on for a while, so we'll go back to the Miles Garrett thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just, you just touched on it with Spike a little bit. If you were to do that in a regular workplace, that could be open to an assault charge. Of course. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. It's, it, the, exactly. I mean, you're playing I football. Agree. But I'm looking at the, if you look at the punishments, like you're saying, a suspension for the season would probably be more than six months, which would be fine for our punishment if he had actually hurt the man. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I, I don't know what you're saying, John. Are you saying that the punishment is too severe? No, no, oh, okay. no. I'm saying that I, I think they're going about it the right way without yeah. getting litigious. You know, yeah. a, you know, a fine, the small fines for the penalty that he would incur outside of his workplace are, are not going to do for his salary or nothing. Right. You know, I think, you know, you, you find him accordingly to what he makes. And, you know, you suspend them for a season. And like you said, have them apply for reinstatement, go through, the hoop, you know, jump through hoops or whatever. All right. I, th- I do know? think that there is a part of this is that, you know, Miles Garrett has had other plays that are alarming. Not as alarming as this one, but it seems like an escalation, right? So here's a young, talented player who it's in the NFL's best interest to kind of get him on board with, you know, not losing his mind in a way that he did uh, on Thursday night. So I think that there is something to be said for trying to get him, uh, you know, to realize that his actions have to change. Uh, so I, I don't have a problem with what the punishment was. Uh, I think it's, it's fair. Uh, making him apply for reinstatement that seems a little bit much. All right. But I, OK, I think it's within the uh, the window of uh, reasonability. But to hear people, he has to be suspended for this year and that year and take money away. And I don't like the the idea of starting to compare it to your job or my job. It's, it's, I mean, it's different. It's different. Okay. It just is. As I said, you know, when you have that friend who brings it up, well, if I did that at my job, yeah, dude, you're a barista. Of course it would be different at your job. Right. I mean, that would be strange. Starbucks frowns on that kind of thing. Uh, let's go out to, uh, Jack is in Manhattan. Jack, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Great show, man. Thanks. Hey, uh, I want to go back to the Astros for a minute. Yeah. The, you know, I was thinking about what's the equivalent in sports. What if, you know, it's like these guys knew what was coming, right? Absolutely. It, it, so take take a football team. Imagine if, and I don't want to pick on any team. This is not the point. Right, but the Patriots. Like the, well, <laughs> Patriots, but, but take, take the Eagles who haven't won a lot of Super Bowls. Okay. What if we found out that across the year, every play was being intercepted, whatever, you know, right. electronically. Sure. And, and so ev- everybody knew what was coming out, and they did it all season. They did it through the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl that way. I mean, and people are, like, treating it lightly. I, I, I don't think anybody's treating it lightly, Jack. I, I think that I, – I think that – I'm, I'm sorry. I cut you off there. I don't think anybody's treating it lightly. I think that it's the idea that we don't really know – we don't have a blueprint for what the punishment will be, and Major League Baseball has at least hinted that it's going to be severe. So people are starting to get a little carried away. I don't think that any – I'm not saying that what they did is not serious. It's absolutely serious. They absolutely should be hammered for it. A.J. Hinch, anybody involved, baseball has to get to the bottom of who started the program and hammer those people as a result. And if you want to tell me that A.J. Hinch gets suspended for the entire year, I can get on board with that. And I don't think it should stop there. But the idea of taking away titles or banning players, you know, suspending players for 80 games – 
you know, we got to keep it within what's realistic, right? I mean, let's go to Sean in Pelham Bay. Sean. Oh, great. You put me on near the end of the show here. Well, Look. I could I could do it after the show. I mean, uh, you could always do that, right? Mm, yeah, but no, nah, it's great to get on here. Listen, first of all, you look at that. First of all, we've had sucker punch assaults before. I mean, Kermit the Frog Washington almost killed Rudy Tom Right, Donovan. absolutely. Kareem sucker punch Kent Benson. You t- try to tell me that. We're just, oh, they're just playing games out there. Those guys are almost killed. Listen, you look at that film. I think you have an attempted murder charge. Oh, stop, with- stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I think, I'm pretty sure that guy's a prank caller anyway. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. He always calls up with a different name. Look, sometimes, you know, you uh, take as many calls as you can, right? You want to get everybody on board. Uh, and sometimes you should stop early. You, as Kenny Rogers, the great philosopher Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. It was a jam-packed show. If you didn't uh, get in on, involved in the show, you can certainly hit me up on Twitter. It's the best-kept secret uh, on the uh, platform. I think the algorithm on Twitter is just uh, banning me from getting new followers. I, I, that's the only thing I can blame. My Twitter feed is the best one at the station by far. Other people at the station, they you know basically pass gas, 50 likes, 20 retweets. I put out quality content. It's, it's ignored. It's outrageous. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.